It's the season of gratitude. Today, Trish and I dive into why we should care about gratitude. Now, I see you over there rolling your eyes, and we were also eye rollers too when this was brought up in our workplace. But there's actually a lot of science and data around developing a practice of gratitude consistently and intentionally to improve your overall health and well-being. So take a few minutes and hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Wellness Empowerment Project. I'm Trish. And I'm Julie. We are two nurses exploring holistic healing and wellness practices to empower you to be the leader of your own health. Join us as we try out new things, or as we call it, weird shit, and have some fun along the way. Hi, Trish. Hi. How are you? This is take two of this episode. Technology. And since we are going to talk about gratitude, I want to tell you that I am so grateful for you because when I went through our original episode and it was a hot mess and I told you we need to re-record, you were so easy. You were like, yeah, okay, let's do it. It just took away a lot of stress that I was feeling in that moment. So thank you. Butter me up before you said it. People aren't loving this last episode. By the way, what are you free for another recording? <laughs> yes, I may have buttered you up a little bit. This is true. But I was feeling super stressed out about, oh, we're going to have to do this again. And at the end of the day, it. you can't have a podcast if no one can listen to it. I just appreciate how flexible and patient you were. So thank you. I loved how you used the word appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we originally were doing work for this episode and we decided to talk into gratitude. Of course, I did a couple of things to dive into this. One of the big reasons we decided to do this is because gratitude has become this big phenomenon in the last two decades. Sociologically, psychologically, you hear a lot of the coaching spaces. At first, I go to good old Webster because I want to know what the definition of gratitude is. Do you want to know what Webster said? Had the audacity to say, actually? I also looked up the definition of gratitude and I found the answers were really bland. I was very disappointed with something that's such the buzzword, so mm -hmm. bland. The state of being grateful. Isn't that not appropriate for what I was taught. You're not what? supposed to use the word in your definition. Yes, I was taught the very same thing. <laughs> I was like, this is wrong. I need an alternative definition. Yeah. I found the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness, which I think there's a difference between being grateful and being thankful. Oh, yes, completely. There's been some conversation around gratitude in the workplace. And as a leader, anytime it's brought up, there's a lot of eye rolling. There's just this sense or this feeling of, here we go, gratitude. I may have been one of those eye rollers myself, but there is actually a lot of research out there that shows that gratitude has a lot of positive impacts. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think at one point I was the eye roller as well because I think you hear it and you're just like, something else to do. Or another thought that I always had was I was always so caught up with what you had to do to fix things either around you and all the things that you had to get better. It was like, who has time to go sit and figure out the gratitude? Who has time for that? 
I have all these problems I have to fix. I need to focus on these 10 other things. It felt almost like it was a feel-good way to have a blind eye to all of the problems and all of the work that was piling up. So it did feel a little bit like we just weren't acknowledging the actual situation that we were in. Having a meeting about gratitude and having 150 emails to answer, how many policies to update, committee meetings to have, et cetera. I think you said that really nicely. It, it did, because it, it ended up being like, okay, I have a fixed amount of time. How do I want to use that time? And yeah, it almost felt like it was a form of, of those the toxic positivity, right? You're trying to throw in this toxic positivity, but you're just calling it gratitude while literally everything can be crumbling around you in this mini disaster, which was essentially going on on a daily basis. I do appreciate the intention behind those meetings and webinars that was about gratitude, gratitude practice for leaders. The intention really was from a pure place, but it was so hard to see it and to feel it when it did feel like there was so much crumbling around you and you were struggling to keep your nose above water. And I think of two things when you say that. I think one, it's hard to do it for the reasons you said. And when you're in an environment that isn't really embracing it, it can come across as being less than when it ends up looking like it's a box. Okay, we gave you your gratitude training. Check. Now go run and do these 15 other things. There is a lot of validity for us feeling like there was this toxic positivity or this toxic gratitude when it was being presented almost as a something else to do because you didn't see it being embraced by the bigger culture. It wasn't being embraced and it wasn't being integrated, which really leads to why would you want to integrate this? Because really, if it's something that is this beneficial, the easiest way would be to integrate it yourself first and not necessarily rely on systems and structures to be doing it. In work cultures, you have to start somewhere. And yes, it should start with individuals. And hopefully those individuals are the ones at the top and bringing it down. But I guess it's a little bit more complex because what is the difference between being thankful and being grateful? We both have found is it's really that emotion that makes the difference between something being transactional and being thankful versus true gratitude for when somebody does something for you or you are in a situation that lifts you up out of a hot mess. Yeah. What I started to look for more of a robust definition, we'll say, through the literature. Most studies were citing a definition by Emmons and McCullough from 2000. And three, and maybe a variation of this, but it basically says that gratitude is thought of as a generalized tendency to notice and experience appreciation for the good in daily lives or a response to a benefit received. When I look at that, take away all the words, the big word that's of most importance is it's an appreciation where thanks is okay, thanks. It's very quick off the tongue, right? You receive a gift and you say, oh, thank you. Because it's courteous, it's expected, it's almost socially acceptable, but you can say it without any real emotion and you can say it without even being specific and clear for what you're saying things for. Like how many times do you get a gift, you get something, you're like, oh, thanks, you haven't even opened it yet. I think over time, there's words and there's sayings that you don't even think about. And thank you can be one of those phrases that you do automatically say in different situations because it is courteous and it is respectful. It's not necessarily that you're not thankful, 
but you don't think about it. You don't think about it. And then you also aren't necessarily connecting what just happened to an emotion that's deeper inside. So why gratitude? Why is it being talked about so freaking much? So why is it? There's actually been a lot of studies on gratitude over what the last 20 years that study the effect and indicate that gratitude practice has proven increased effects on physical and psychological health, decreasing depressive symptoms, impacting your stress response. It helps to regulate your sympathetic nervous system. So there's actually a lot of physiological impacts on your health and your well-being related to gratitude. And we talked about it in our heart rate variability episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. It can impact your heart rate variability. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a big link I wanted to make sure everyone heard. Because when we talked about heart rate variability and the ways to help increase your heart rate failure, which is definitely great for releasing stress and a lot of different mortalities. One of the ways was using the breath, but another big way was that heart-centered emotion. Think of emotions like joy or appreciation and using gratitude to get us to that place of appreciation and getting that emotion to come from our heart center is directly a way to help improve our own heart rate variability if we want to look at it from even a number standpoint. At the physiological level, practicing gratitude does release different neurotransmitters. All the good ones that you want, serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, those are all the feel-good neurotransmitters that you want in your brain swimming around. The fact that having a practice of gratitude releases those chemicals in your brain is pretty cool. I feel like it starts to even establish a stronger relationship with yourself. If you think about it, especially as women, we've all went through these periods where we had a lot of negative self-talk, right? This doesn't fit. I don't look right. Blah, blah, blah. We have all those negative words to us, but that establishes our relationship with ourselves. We're basically saying that we don't like ourselves. We don't like these things about ourselves. But I think from an opposite standpoint, we start implementing a gratitude practice and we are making those physiological changes in our body. We start to feel better about ourselves, our lives, whether or not that specific gratitude is about us and our bodies. We are making that change within us and ultimately could help improve our relationship with self. And I would think would help decrease all those little negative thoughts that run around in our head. What are some ways that people can practice gratitude? I'm a big fan of journaling, big fan of writing it down. But I know you have a couple other ways that you do as well. I am really into habit stacking, trying to integrate some of these types of practices into other realms of my life. Sometimes I feel like I'm running from one place to the next. Sometimes when I'm driving, I will just turn off the radio so that it's quiet and take that time to look around and actually see what's on my drive to work or to the grocery store or wherever and really just look for things that are impacting my senses, things that I see or things that I hear. If I hear birds chirping or if I see butterflies or this time of year, I've just really been noticing all of the different colors of the trees as they turn during this time of year, just really connecting with nature and also just appreciating what is around me. I think though, to start a practice, the first thing is you have to commit to it. 100%, 100%. I was just going to say that, okay, you journal, 
okay, we get out in nature. Okay, we're using our, our senses and we're observing. But how do we take doing those things and how can we truly make that into a gratitude practice? Yeah, that commitment to doing it every day. Some days you're going to have a big one that connects your heart and your mind to a big grateful moment that you experienced. And other days it's not going to be that deep. Yeah. That's where we need to give ourselves some grace, especially if you're trying to build a commitment into a practice for the very first time. Maybe one day you journal, maybe one day you do the drive. But the biggest thing in the beginning is making sure you're doing it and showing up for yourself to be there and do it. But then it gets into how are we doing it and making it really in full. And I think there's three things that whether you're journaling or where you're, whether you're taking a hike or whether you're driving, we need to make sure that we're very specific, that it brings out an emotion. And probably most importantly, we are very honest and authentic with ourselves when we're doing it. So let's dive into each one of those a little bit more. So be more specific. Do you have an example for specific? Yeah, I think a basic example is people could sit in their journal and be like, I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my friends. I have gratitude that they're in my life. But is that really sparking an emotion? And when you're writing that, it probably isn't because there is no why. And without that why, you're lacking that connection. So I think we need to be specific. And it's, I am just so grateful that I have a husband that supports me as I do these other activities or I'm so grateful that I have kids that are so respectful of my time that they're going to empty the dishwasher for me. It may be the only time they do that month, but we're going to be happy and grateful for it. So it's really not just being grateful for the person or for the situation, but why are we grateful? For that person? Why are we grateful for that situation? Why are we so appreciative, to go back to the word and the definition, that they're in our life? Why are we so appreciative that this situation happened and occurred? So for a person, like you said, I'm so appreciative that I have a partner that is here to talk with me when I'm going through a hard time, something along those lines. So you're connecting more your why with an emotion rather than... When you think about it, I feel like you can be specific, but not have it spark an emotion. I'm talking generally. Oh, I'm thankful that my house is freshly painted. Okay, it's great. You have something big that's off your to-do list. Yes, you were very specific in the sense that it was just freshly painted, but it's not going to generate an emotion. Whereas you take the same situation. I'm so grateful that there's one less thing on my to-do list and it's freed up my time and some space in my head for me to go do other things. To an emotion, because now you're thinking of all these other things that you're able to do. Okay. We already talked about the next one. We talked about connecting to emotion by being specific. Yeah. Hey, you like the habit stacking, right? So now we're list stacking. Yes. Two for one. But I would say probably the most important thing as well, it's being authentic and honest with yourself because there's going to be days where, especially if you commit to a practice, when you commit to any sort of practice, every day is going to be different. And I'm talking about we're committing for a length of time. We're not just doing this for one week, two weeks, not even three weeks. I'm sure we'll get into another conversation how 21 days does not actually change habits, but conversation for a different day. If we're really buckling down and we're committing to integrating gratitude into our daily life, there's going to be days where it's going to be super easy to do. And there's going to be days where it's going to be impossible. And you may sit there and be like, I don't know how the heck I'm supposed to write about gratitude right now. 
when I feel like my life is falling apart. And this is not the time for us just to glaze over things. This is the time to make sure you are authentic and honest with yourself when you are writing the gratitude. The purpose of gratitude is not to deflect whatever it is that you're facing by developing a practice then gives you a tool to help lift you up out of whatever mess you're in by being authentic and honest really does connect you on a deeper level to what is it that you actually need in that moment or what you're actually are afraid of whatever the situation may be if you really get honest about it, then that puts you in a whole different space. Yeah, 100%. Because you're starting now to shift yourself from just looking at the problem to actually looking at possible solutions or ways that can help you through to get to a solution. I'm just saying, for example, you have something horrible happen. You're lost a job. You're sitting there with your journal and you're like, I'm in shock. I don't know what to do. How do I go through and write what I'm grateful for today after I just had the worst day of my life? It may be. I'm grateful that I had a coworker reach out and check on me today because now I know I'm not alone. I'm grateful yeah, I a friend to call and that I was able to cry with them. I was actually allowing myself to release my emotions. Oh, and maybe that's a big one too. Maybe it's the fact of I experienced this horrendous event today and I allowed myself to experience the emotions and actually cry because I think a lot of us don't allow ourselves to experience the emotions and just shut them down and just try to move on into action mode of what do we do next? Well, and some of these things that can happen in your life, it could be the loss of a job. It could be a terminal diagnosis. It could be the death of a family member. It could be any number of things that are really hard. And in the moment, maybe you also need to consider the time of when you're doing that practice. Because in the heat of the moment, you do need to move through the emotions. You do need to have the grief or the anger or whatever those things are. And get a little bit of space. And that's when you get to your gratitude practice. It's not something that you have to do at 5.35 a.m. every day. Give yourself some flexibility and grace and find your way back to it. Even if that means you skip a day, it does have bigger impact when you actually connect with yourself and you're honest with yourself with what do you really need? Because it may be, I think that's a great example. I'm so grateful that somebody checked on me after I lost my job or something along those lines. Yeah, it may be as simple as that. It may be I lost my job and I checked my account and oh, I paid a bill I thought I didn't pay. I actually paid already. Oh, so grateful I went ahead and did that. It may not be much. But then you start to see that there there is little beams of light. The other thing to remember too is we've been talking this whole time and I just want to make it clear, we're talking about gratitude practice. We're not talking about gratitude as this emergency response kit. If you haven't been doing a gratitude practice and you have something devastating happen, that probably isn't the time to start it because we'd probably find it very difficult to do. Listen, if you think you're able to, go for it. But my first thought is that if you haven't been in the practice of doing gratitude, you're going to really struggle if you try to do it when you're in a time of stress. And that's why things like these are holy practice. It's not a quick fix. It's not a one-time check and you're done. 
But as you do it over time, you start to change the way your brain is wired, the way your brain is functioning. You start to change yourself physiologically. And over time, it becomes a little easier to notice and have appreciation for all the different things in your life and the things that are happening throughout the day. Because when you're really stressed, you get very tunnel vision. It's very easy for you to look at negative or notice negative things. And when you start to write down and note good things, then you tend to start seeing more good things, right? When you are looking for positive things, when you're looking for things to be grateful for, then you tend to see more positive and good thing. When you don't have that practice, your brain naturally tends to go towards finding and seeing negative things. That's another reason to have a practice so that when you do get into stressful situations, you can move through them I think, quicker, not necessarily easier. I don't want to say that because it could be a really hard thing to navigate, but it does help your nervous system to settle down so that you can think more clearly and you can become more action oriented of, okay, now what do I need to do to get myself out of this situation? A hundred percent. You basically built up your reserve. So when something happens, you're able to navigate it in a more calm, cool, collected manner. When you're able to do that, you're able to see more possibilities and more ways out or through than you'd be able to see previously when you're just shut down and in a stress and anxiety state. Yeah. So we have to stop our eye rolling about gratitude practice. Even though it seems a little blah, there's a lot of really good reasons that it's actually not blah, that it improves your overall health and well-being and your happiness. I think people are seeking out ways to be happier. And if this is one of those things, and it could be something as simple as doing a bullet journal in the morning or when you're laying in bed at night, what went well today? Or when you're at work, looking around to see what other people are doing for other people. Witnessing kindness is another way to feel grateful. To close out, we're talking about gratitude and gratitude is appreciation. And we're suggesting that the best time to start a practice is not when the fire has started. So the best time to start would be if you're in a good space, let's start it now. Do your best to be consistent every day and make sure you're specific, you generate an emotion, and you're authentic and honest with yourself. I would like to challenge our listeners to committing to a gratitude practice and share with us either on Instagram or within whatever format that you're listening to this podcast. You can put it in the review section what you are grateful for. We'd love to hear it. Just make sure it's specific and honest. I would love to hear what that emotion is that you're tied to. I was just going to say that. What emotion did you bring? (laughs) On that note, let's close out this session. Thank you all for listening and for joining. We hope you enjoyed your time with us today. And we are sincerely grateful for everyone that takes the time to listen to our fledgling podcast. We have a small and mighty crew that's listening to us on the regular. I really appreciate that so much. See you next week. Toodaloo. Thanks for joining. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, subscribe, and share with a friend. Want to learn more about a specific topic? Drop us a line on our website and we can explore it deeper with you.